to another edition of America's Godly Heritage. We are yet again working on Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan. So Faithful and Christian are carrying on, walking along, and they encounter another pilgrim. His name is Talkative. Sure enough, Talkative lives up to his name. All he wants to do is talk. Talk, 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 talk. But as we find out, that's not such a good thing. They want to travel together for a while and talk about profitable things. Talkative thinks this is a great idea. He wants to talk, and he says that he thinks talking about profitable things is pleasant. And he mentions a few times how it is pleasant to learn things. It is pleasant to talk about things. His aim kind of seems to be, I want to talk because it is pleasant to do so. He's reminded by the other two that the aim here isn't to have a pleasant time. It is to be profitable with our time and to learn and to grow during this time. So their interactions should have the ultimate aim of growing in their relationship with Christ, not just talking because it's fun to talk. Talkative's response is, well, that's what I said. I said I wanted the time to be profitable. Yeah, he said that once, right at the start. And then he started focusing on, ooh, let's talk because it'll be fun. Then Talkative starts talking about the things that he knows Christians should be believing, such as the necessity of the new birth, the need for Christ's righteousness in our lives, the promises of the gospel, things like that. So he's saying a lot of the buzzwords of Christianity. Then Talkative mentions about how people need to come into the knowledge of how they're ignorantly living in the works of the law, and that through this they cannot obtain the kingdom of heaven. Faithful mentions, well, you do know that just knowledge of these things isn't enough, right? You're not going to attain heaven just by talking about it. Oh, and Talkative's like, I know that. Salvation is a gift from heaven. We need to come into salvation through grace, not works. And I could give you a hundred scriptures about it, but then he doesn't. (laughs) So he's talkative up to a point. He knows what to say, but you ask him to get a little deeper and let's prove it by looking at the word. Mm, He really doesn't know any verses about it. Despite his faux pas, talkative is making a good impression on faithful. And he takes Christian aside and goes, Hey, what do you think about having him join us on the journey? I think he'd make a good traveling companion. He'd make a good pilgrim. Christian says, Oh, no. Mm -mm. You don't know him the way I know him. Faithful says, What are you talking about? Christian says that talkative reminds him of one of those paintings you see that from far away it looks really nice and then the closer you get to it, not so nice. In fact, Bunyan describes talkative that way right at the beginning of chapter 11. He says that talkative was a tall man and somewhat better looking from a distance than up close. So twice here, Bunyan is really trying to get across to you the fact that From a distance, when you don't know him so well, talkative seems like he's a good guy. He seems like he's got his act together and he's a good moral person. 
and he's on the road to the celestial city, so he must be a good Christian. But looks can be deceiving. How many times have you heard, don't judge a book by its cover? This is what's going on here. Looks are deceiving. Talkative on the surface seems like he's a good Christian. But you dig a little deeper, you find out he's really just full of hot air. He says the right things, but he is not living a Christian life, and he is not so good-looking, as it says, not so good-looking when you get a little closer and you dig a little deeper. So they start digging a little deeper. Christian said that Talkative is happy in any company, and he will chit-chat and have a great old talk with whoever he's around. If he's with Christians, he will talk the Christian talk. If he's in a bar or in a pub, he will talk the pub talk. Christian says he talks about prayer and faith and redemption, but he's not living those things out in his life. In fact, he's a stain and a reproach on people of religion. We find out later, because of his horrible lifestyle that he leads, he's turned people off to God, turned people away from God. He says he's a Christian, but then it's, this is the way that Christians act. I don't want any part of it. And so people have turned their backs on God because of talkative. Talkative is well known in the city of destruction. He lives on Gabby Row, and he is known for being an angel outside of the house and a devil at home. If any of his sons try to behave in a way with conscience, he mocks them. And he refuses to help them find work because he just thinks it's ridiculous and wrong. He thinks that hearing and saying good Christian things will make him a Christian. He doesn't realize he actually has to live these things out in his life, that he has to have a change in his heart. Christian says one day he is going to be in big trouble because when he goes to the celestial city, he is going to be judged on the fruit that he has borne in his life, and he has none. In fact, it's actually worse than that. He does have some fruit, but it's all rotten. He has no good fruit, and he has a whole lot of rotten fruit. So he is going to be in big trouble. So Faithful says, how can we get rid of this guy? I don't want to be his traveling companion anymore if that's what he's really like. Christian suggests that they talk about how the Christian lifestyle is being worked out in Talkative's life. So that's indeed what Faithful does. He says, Let's talk about how the saving grace of God reveals itself when it is in a person's heart. Talkative responds, Well, first of all, it causes you to have a great outcry against sin. Faithful's like, No, 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 wait a minute. Shouldn't you be abhorring sin? Talkative doesn't see what the difference is between crying out against sin and abhorring sin. Faithful says, well, you can cry out against sin, but not actually really mean it. As again, talking the right talk, saying the right thing, saying you hate this sin, but it doesn't mean that you hate it. He points out about how Potiphar's wife wanted to have an adulterous relationship with Joseph, yet she then later cried out against it, made herself look like she was all sweet and innocent. She was crying out against that sin, and yet she was actually hypocritically trying to commit that sin. 
So it's not enough to just cry out against it. You actually have to abhor it. Another point of talkatives is that knowing God and talking about him builds up your knowledge of him. Faithful points out, well, there's knowledge as in head knowledge, as in X plus Y equals Z. You can know something in your head. It doesn't mean you're living it out in your heart. There's a second kind of knowledge where you know the facts, you know the theology, and it's actually making a change in your heart. It's changing what's going on in the lifestyle that you lead so that you actually begin to live it out rather than just having it still be stuck up here in your head as a fact. So there's head knowledge and then there's lifestyle heart knowledge. Being a Christian is all about having the heart knowledge as well as the head knowledge. You can't just believe that Jesus died for you. You have to then have it change your life, change your heart. The third point of having this grace in your heart is that it convicts you of sin. If you're like talkative, apparently you're not really convicted of sin. But if you're truly leading a Christian lifestyle, then having God's grace in your heart is going to convict you of sin. You're going to want to get rid of it in your own life, and then you're going to also want to get rid of it in the lives of the people that you love, and then you're also going to want to work on getting it out of your community. So then Faithful wraps it all up with the knife thrust. So have you experienced this description of the work of grace in your heart? Do you in your life, in your lifestyle, testify to it? Ooh. Well, no. Talkative obviously isn't living all of this out. So he gets all huffy of, you're attacking me. And he stomps off. Christian and Faithful are, got rid of that guy. Avoided that problem. Faithful and Christian then carry on together, and they're walking along and having a good old chat. Of course, it's a profitable chat. The book says that because they're just enjoying each other's company and having such a good talk that they pass right through a wilderness area, and they barely even notice it. So you can see that by having good Christian companionship, it can really help you through difficult times so that the whole thing seems much less of a stress and a strain and upset than it could have been if you'd been going through it alone. Guess what's happening next? They see off in the distance, this guy's approaching, and they both recognize him. It's Evangelist. Evangelist catches up to them and says, Hey, what's going on? Tell me what has been happening in your lives since we last saw each other. So Christian and Faithful tell him all about their adventures and the journey so far. Then they ask Evangelist to give them a little word of encouragement. Evangelist says, basically, I am so proud of you guys. Not so much that you had to go through trials, but that you met them head on and you came out the other side as champions, as conquerors. You successfully navigated these trials that you've experienced. That's something that all of us should really keep in mind is in our Christian walk, we go through so much. We have difficult situations. We have trials that we have to go through. We have people who are really difficult that we have to deal with. We can be hit on the side by something out of the blue that we are not expecting at all, and we have to deal with it. Death, sickness, just difficult circumstances 
And we can be our own worst enemy sometimes because we can really get down on ourselves of, oh, why didn't I handle that situation better? Why did I say that particular thing? Why didn't I say this thing instead? Why did I take so long to understand what was going on? Why didn't I deal with things in this particular way? Why did I blow it? We can just really be hard on ourselves. And yet evangelist is saying, you are a champion. You made it through. It was a difficult thing that you went through. All of these different types of trials that we go through, you made it through. So you are a champion. Keep that in mind as you're going through your own walk. You are a champion. You are a child of God. That means you are prince or princess. You're a champion. Then Christian and faithful say, we'd really like to know a bit more about what we're going to be experiencing in the future. I kind of think that evangelist's answer meant that they wished they hadn't asked that question because evangelist tells them some pretty bad news. You're going to go in the next city that you encounter and meet a lot of enemies and they are going to do their best to destroy you. Great. And one of you is going to die. But don't look at it in terms of this is a really horrible thing because it means that you're going to get to heaven that much faster and you're going to be able to avoid all of the rest of the trials and difficulties that the other person is going to have to endure on their journey to the celestial city. Well, that's one way of spinning some difficult news, but it is true. Now, no spoilers or anything, but hmm, Pilgrim's Progress is about Christian and his journey to the Celestial City. So who's going to die as a martyr in the next town ahead? I don't know. (laughs) So after that bit of foreshadowing, that's it for now. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of America's Godly Heritage. I hope you have a great day. Bye. If you would like to help support America's Godly Heritage or to view the resources used to make this podcast, just go to patreon.com and type America's Godly Heritage in the search box. You can also make financial donations at givesendgo.com. Again, just type America's Godly Heritage in the search box. We really appreciate your support. Thanks again. Bye. Thank you.